Hey everyone, and welcome to the Tourism Tiger podcast. As tour and activity web design experts, we've got a lot of travel industry tips and information to share with you. Thanks for tuning in. Hey guys, it's Stephanie. I'm here with Gareth. Hello, hello. And today we are talking about anti-tours. Gareth, what is an anti-tour? Well, I'm going to let you explain a bit more in detail, but my idea of an anti-tour before I even set my eyes on this mm-hmm. your article was, well, I was a bit confused, honestly. I was just really like, well, what do you think? What do you think of that would be? And um, I think at first, first time, I think maybe you're trying to be a bit different, a bit edgy, you know? Uh-huh. That's kind of that's kind of what I went for. All right. Yeah. No, I think I think you're on the right track. Uh, in my mind, an anti-tour is a little bit different, but still very similar to a tour. It sounds like something a tour guide would shy away from, but I think that maybe you should be running to it. Mm. Yeah, so you're in the tourism business, so you should take people to see the highlights of your city. The Eiffel Tower in Paris, the Opera House in Sydney, that's what they're in town to see, right? Not always. Many tourists are seeking out anti-tours, and many tour operators are embracing this change. It may sound crazy for a tour operator to be anti-tour, but think about it as another style of tour. You already know the anti-tour customers anyway. Those people who are always asking to see the quote-unquote real city and wanting to know where you go out to eat to lunch and what activities a local would do. That's someone looking for an anti-tour. They reason that most Londoners aren't spending their free time hanging out in Westminster Abbey. These tours are of course right, their options were limited in the past, but today many tour operators are taking advantage of their customers' eagerness to get away from the typical hotspots. Right. Good overview. So you. Yeah? You're in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Where do you go? Uh, First time. You step off the plane, you're checked in, you're ready to go. Well, to be honest, I would, I would ask Tim before I left, <laughs> which I think makes me an anti-tour. I want to see the real Sydney person, but also, if I'm going to Sydney, like, of course I want to see the Opera House, yeah. like, and I want to see a kangaroo, and I'm in Australia for a reason, <laughs> so I want to see those things. I think, for me, the key is a sort of a combination of the tour stuff, the local stuff, and anti-tour stuff. Definitely. Yeah, when I, I'm lucky enough to go and see a new city. Mm-hmm. For example, last year I was lucky enough to see Rome. Mm. And there was no way I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't leaving Rome without seeing the Colosseum. Of absolutely, course. Absolutely no way. Of course. And I don't think, I think it'd just be, I just think it's crazy if you don't, like, seeing the fountains as well, like, it's just stunning. Yeah. Uh, although there was oh, there was hundreds of people, thousands. Definitely. And that, that is definitely something you can, uh, I guess you can have to deal with, but yeah, yeah I, I definitely go for the, the big landmarks first. But saying that, I've been working on a, a, a tour recently, a website project at the minute in New York. Okay. And one of their tours does the Brooklyn Bridge walking tour and a few other things are in Brooklyn. But he also adds in you can go to like a real pizzeria in Brooklyn area, a really famous one, and you can eat like okay. real sort of like local pizza. So right, right. that really intrigued me because I get to see both, you know, the landmark itself yeah. plus 
that little like extra bit in there as well. I just I like that little touch. Yeah, definitely. I think I think that's a really good point. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It should be a combination. Mm. It should be. Yeah. Right. So how can a tour operator embrace an anti-tour? Just remember it's another another tour just like we said. Look for the unusual places on your tours or in the parts of town where you live. Think about how they tie together. There are tourists who want to see literally anything outside of the norm, whether it be a quaint cafe, a dusty old bookshop, or a unique mural. Do you have a lot of abandoned buildings? Take people around and tell them the history of those buildings and the future plans. Do you have an old warehouse that's been turned into an artist's residence? Take your guests there and play up the transition from industry to art. Do you have a major street full of overpriced tourist bars? Take customers across town and promise that you will not get within two miles of that street. <laughs> so, living in Santiago, mm -hmm. what, what did you do when you first arrived? What did I do when I first arrived? Oh! Did you see the big things or did you... To kind of check out your area a little bit or i have to be honest like you know you know i live in bellas artes and you know where in the city that is it took me over a year to go to uh santa lucia hill <laughs> yeah. which is literally my metro stop i can see the hill from my apartment <laughs> yeah so yeah i still haven't been to san cristobal no way. I know, three and a half years and I have not been there. No way. No. There's a cable car on there as well. I know. <laughs> My friend came to visit and we tried to do it. We walked for about five minutes and then just thought like, let's just go get some tacos. Like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> And we went back down. Brilliant, brilliant. So. No, but like when, when I have friends come in, I have a friend who recently visited from Australia. Mm -hmm. And he took a... A walking tour here and he saw the main center mm -hmm. you know he went up the stadia right santa lucia we did that i always recommend that yeah but at the same time there are little like cheeky little beds there's little streets little bars little restaurants that it's even if true. you google you just don't get them mm -hmm. and i think that is a really intriguing thing especially for me uh when i'm visit a new place I always like to see those kind of little like yeah around the corner sort of hidden underground no I agree and I think what you've highlighted here in this is, is, is kind of intriguing even mm. if you don't you don't have to build a whole business on this you know you could still do your big if you're in New York like I mentioned earlier you mm -hmm. can still go to the Ellis Island and visit the Statue of Liberty you can see the World Trade Center and that, that yeah thing. but you could also do like a couple of tours like oh you know a little pizza tour or Right. Pizza and craft beer tour. Or... I think it doesn't. It doesn't have to be uh, a brand new tour unless you want it to be. So staying in Santiago, I hope someone out there listening has been to Santiago. But in my neighborhood, uh, it's not exactly on the way. I would say it's out of the way, but minimally out of the way. Five minutes out of the way. Um, there is this. Uh, like mural, uh, a painting on the side of a building. And when you first see it, it doesn't look like anything at all like, like interesting. It's just a woman and like she has braids in her hair. But when you get closer, they have a little uh, plaque there 
and it's braille art. So someone can go up and if they read braille, they can like do the, the touch reading, I think it's called, uh, and do that and learn about the piece of art and then they can actually feel what the art looks like on this plaque. Wow. It's amazing and weird and <laughs> I think it's just such a great idea to make art like accessible to uh, people with, with vision problems. Yeah. And so it would be just a five minutes extra stop. Yeah. Let's be realistic. 10, 15 minutes extra to go uh, there between um, the Fine Arts Museum and the Santa Lucia Hills. Yeah, there you go. That's just one thing you'd highlight on your tour page. Exactly. Or even if you don't go there, just say, hey, we're stopping at Museo Bellas Artes and you can, you can visit this just two blocks away. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so after you think of some places you can go or things you can do, consider how you can incorporate that into your current business. You can add a stop or two to existing tours to give people a taste of both worlds, or you can create a new tour. Anyone going to Krakow wants to see Vavel Castle and the fire-breathing dragon. Right, what's that? The fire-breathing dragon? It is amazing. There is this metal dragon I don't know steel or something and it it breathes fire but like actual fire it's not a sculpted fire and so you always see these tourists there for the first time and they're all posing they're like oh it's a dragon and there's a legend about the dragon for the castle so they're posing and then you just hear this kind of like noise and then fire just comes out of this mouth of this dragon and it scares these people because they're just standing next to it trying to take a picture and you you used to be able to um text a number and it would just do the fire on demand but people people have ruined that by pointing out the fact that that is incredibly bad for the environment so that doesn't exist anymore, but as far as I know, there is still a fire sometime. Yeah, cool. So uh, you, if you're going to the, the, the castle you mentioned, you could also, mm -hmm. also highlight this like side tour a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I, like I will it. send you a link to the fire though. Yeah, please do. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so once you sell those people on your Vavel tour, you can show them the anti-tours you lead to other parts of the city and upsell them. Or vice versa, if they buy the anti-tour, uh, then you can show them your traditional tours. Mm. So most people do a combination of normal tours and anti-tours, just like Gareth and I have been saying, like it, it, that's how you learn about the city. Um, so after all, the, the touristy spots are touristy for a reason, and they already trust you with one tour, so getting them to add on another type of tour is going to be easier than finding a totally new client. So, with a little ingenuity, you can have your own anti-tour up and running in no time. Yeah, no, it sounds perfect. Like, if I, I'm trying to think, like, I'm just from Glasgow. Mm hmm And if I was running a tour there, like, what kind of hidden gems are there in Glasgow? Because, yeah. you know, you, we could take them to the Kelvin Grove, and they're beautiful places. Mm -hmm. But it's very, it's very much, if you Google that, that's what will come up. Like, things right, like Glasgow. Right. And I'm trying to think, like, there's a beautiful little lane called Ashton Lane on the West End. And it's, after a decent Google, you'll find it, mm -hmm. but that would definitely be a little, like, kind of Glasgow, sort of drinky. Yeah, yeah. Sort of, kind of, sort of like an anti-tour, because it's not, it's not exactly on the tourist path, you know? Right. Um, 
So now I'm just trying to think there of of ways I could like if I had my own business how I'd incorporate a kind of anti-tour. So yeah, it's definitely something that would intrigue me, and I'm sure a few others would as well. Yeah, I think um, I mean it's like I said earlier. It's not necessarily these things are super interesting to you because to you it's just normal. It's different and unique to people who aren't from there. Like you see an abandoned building, but they see this former factory that created your whole sound, your whole city. Everything was built around it. And what happened to it? Why is it abandoned? Like for them, it's incredibly interesting. Whereas for you, you're just like, yeah, I don't know. It's been there 20 years. Yeah, like just the, the River Clyde runs through Glasgow, and there was, it was a, well, it still is, but it it was a huge shipping district. Mm. They built ships, and they had all sorts of containers and warehouses and factories down there. And I was still living there. It was a good, oh, it was a good 20 years ago now. But there was an unexploded World War Two bomb Ooh. found in one of the factories. That would be a cool stop. I would definitely take that tour. Yeah. So there's a, a whole unexploded bomb in the top floor of this factory on the side of the Clyde. Mm -hmm. There's no tours in there. But, but why? Exactly. <laughs> I the, think the that history, would be really cool. Yeah, the history down there would be awesome, especially the World War Two, World War One as well, building all the ships. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah, there's there's loads of history there. So there, there and you, you have go. the bomb. That's just one off the street, the street yeah. top of the head. Yeah, and you have the bomb. You have the industry. Exactly. You have. The adventure seekers, like, who is the bomb going to go off today? Yeah. It is not. At this point, <laughs> it is not. But maybe. Exactly. And there's loads of little, like, bars and things you just wouldn't get on the tourist map, so. Yeah, yeah. Even if you're, you're not looking to start a new business based on this, like, you could definitely add these little stops on an already existing tour. Mm hmm Or add a new tour onto your already kind of landmark Right. Based tours. Right. Is what we're seeing, right? Yeah, and that way you have people coming to see the big things, the main things that keep you in business. And while they're there, just upsell them on this next tour. Exactly. They're happy with you on your tour. They want to keep seeing things. Perfect. Trivia time. Which country has the most beaches? Bonus points if you can tell me how many beaches. Surely it's Australia. Yeah, I think it's Australia as well. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. How many? I'd say 800. I would say more. Yeah, I'd say like 27,000. Whoa. Oh. Is that too much? It's <laughs> <laughs> quite a range. <laughs> You're Australian, so I would guess. Get with <laughs> but, you. I, I think I'll go Australia as well, and I'll say three thousand beaches. Um, I'll say I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent guess. Uh, it is Australia with ten thousand beaches. Uh, so yeah, I won. Yes. Yeah. What did you say? Nailed it. Three thousand. <laughs> three thousand. <000. laughs> <laughs> 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 also, I went for it. <laughs>